0: time's a funny thing ain't it yes we're recording this on a monday evening uh but you will be listening to it hopefully the day after nikki's birthday happy birthday nikki from the past oh, slash future because it was yesterday but not because it's not happened yet
1: what are you talking about
0: <laughs> we're here to talk about the top five songs of jeff buckley because nikki loves him uh yeah, this is Monday, um, it's not Nicky's birthday today, we uh, are instead today witnessing the 1,567th um, reshuffle and uh, potential um, calls for resignation oh, of a Conservative Prime Minister you this You got there first, I was going to a
1: savage political dig. So you know. It's all fucked, basically.
0: It's almost it's almost like an election would be a good thing by now. Um anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Nikki, how are you?
1: Uh yeah, other than the world being fucked, as I just mentioned, I'm 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 pretty good. I'm glad to be talking about someone that I know. <laughs>
0: oh, I didn't know you knew him.
1: Oh yeah, he's a good he's a good he's a good pal. Nikki, a know. famous medium, of course. Yeah, you know forgetting the obvious
0: would you like to you know this is your
1: just say so, obviously i have known other bands and artists that we've done yes
0: um, but jeff is a jeff is a particular favorite
1: yeah it's just nice to not have to do that much research so it may be a bit of shambolic because i'll just be going off kind of memories rather
0: than yeah it's all good i feel like I, we were talking off mic uh, um the other day about this one and that uh, it's one of the few yeah, that we do. Talk off mic. We do weirdly, you know.
1: <laughs> Believe it or not, occasionally we have a little chat, don't um, we?
0: But but about the fact that it's one of the few that we've done s- since this podcast started for me that uh, I've been able to go off. Yeah, just sort of gut feeling and emotional mm. response, and rather than digging into the song's meanings and yeah, obviously, all you of that. still did because it's you. Mm, not so much for this one actually, because I might, like my reaction to Jeff Buckley songs has always been very much an emotional reaction to them more than anything else. Yeah. And so that's what I've stuck with for this. I've not really looked too much into what's behind many of them. Um, but what about yourself? Like, I, I know you're, you've been a big fan for many years. You must have delved into the sort of archives of information at various points in your life when it comes to Jeff Buckley online forums or, you know, online the like. Forums.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, well, first of all, I think he's probably the artist that I've been most obsessed with, other than perhaps Radiohead. Um, and I think I started listening to him when I was about 16, which I think you never really like music as much as you do when you're that age. No, and it's, you know a, it's when you're, a peak time. Yeah, and you it? know when yeah. you're that age, it's not just a case of listening <laughs> to the music. Oh, no. You want to find out absolutely everything about them. It kind of becomes your identity. Yeah. I thought I was very cool being a fan of Jeff Buckley, and anyone who didn't get it, I was like, "Oh man, you just have bad taste. You don't understand."
0: I think anyone at that age as well. Like you, you appreciate when you get to the age that we are now, being mid thirties for me, slightly less than mid thirties yeah, for Nikki. Not no, can I just,
1: um, not mid thirties by any stretch. So, but you get to
0: the you get to that point now where, you, like that time you're talking about, is half our life ago.
1: Yeah, please and don't so, say that.
0: What and so, but, but you have Locking the context out. now of looking back and realizing that actually w- you you had experienced and knew so little, so everything you're <laughs> listening to like that is new, yeah, to you. So you you're more. I do think that's a big part of why people are most into music and creative stuff and artistic stuff at that age, because so much of it is new to your experience, and so it means more.
1: Well, yeah, and obviously when you're a sixteen-year-old girl, your emotions are in quite a.
0: And you're met with a, a handsome dead man.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously he was incredibly handsome. And yeah, uh, I don't think I'd ever heard anyone sing like him. And
0: no, and that I mean, this is what I wanted to bring up is that obviously, you know, I, I've made a couple of bad taste jokes about him being dead already. I apologize. But Gosh. but Honestly. the reason being, I do think, you know, it's such a, with with artists like this and with people like Kurt Cobain, who was one of the other ones where I had to go just emotionally and things like that. Like there's definitely this thing of artists that die at a younger age being somewhat mythologi- mythologized, is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. Um and a lot a lot of the time that can sort of almost overtake and overshadow the actual music and the actual talent that was there. Um whereas I think in Jeff Buckley's case it's a rare case where actually the talent is real. Wow, well, yeah. The the adulation that he gets as an artist that was happening already before mm. he died. Um, you know, some of the I didn't realize quite how much um immediate impact on people Grace had in terms of other famous musicians and people that were his own heroes. Yeah. Um, I don't
1: think it was a commercial success particularly, no, no, but I, it was um very well regarded by his peers.
0: Yeah, I, I, I you know, I watched a and couple critically of critically acclaimed couple of sort of fan-made YouTube videos and things like that about him in the last week or so and learned quite a few things, but one of those things being Australia seems to be the first country that really bought into him and Grace. Yeah. That was the first country where the album went platinum I think or something or where it did really well. Um, when it had, like, not really done very well anywhere else. And then the UK was actually one of the next places to really kind of embrace it. Mm. Um, But people, like, there there were quotes on those videos from people like Robert Plant, who he absolutely idolised, saying how it was, like, just basically laying massive, massive praise on him and on the album. Yeah. Um, And
1: obviously a huge influence on Tom York. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence yeah. that I fucking
0: love them both. Yeah, this is it. Like he, the, his influence was obvious in terms of what influenced him, but mm. also the influence he has then had. What he—he's one of those rare people who I think has taken those influences and put it through a new prism and then influenced new people. Yeah, and, and his, that's a rare thing
1: his influences were so broad yes it's incredible and I think he you know he introduced me to people like Nina Simone mm-hmm. and Edith Piaf mm-hmm. and like stuff that was just not on my radar at that age N- uh,
0: N- Nuzrat Fatih Ali Khan yeah. for me that was a, I was, that was a you know that I was I very
1: much into yeah. sort of like you know guitar bands so yeah stuff yeah. stuff like that I just wasn't you know
0: yeah. But absolutely um so, yeah, I think that I just wanted to make that point that, like you have to acknowledge that there is this mythology around him because of his young age when he died and the way he died, and that all of that, as there always will be, but that isn't to say that that's why he's as popular as he is. That was the point I was trying to make.
1: No, I do think that there's an interesting <clears throat> conversation to be had around like his posthumous releases and I don't know. As uh, the level of stuff that still seems to get released, mm. uh, I don't know. Makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. I have to say, like, it's diff- it is I think difficult. Grace was so perfect, and you know, there's some really good stuff on sketches yeah. as well. But I also like, I know from from reading so much about him that he really was. You know, a perfectionist, perfectionist and oh, yeah. cared so much about his work and you just can't help thinking like would he want all these kind of really yeah. rough raw demos in the I mean uh, you know if I was I, I certainly wouldn't want that I can understand why people want it and you know I do get a kick out of listening to that mm. stuff because I absolutely love him so
0: I think there's a difference as well between sketches for My Sweetheart the Drunk was very much you know as the title suggests it was stuff that was in progress and being recorded for the next album so it was yeah it's not like it's just random demos that have been grabbed and and put out there which has happened since um so i don't think i have as much of an issue with that as i do with like the kurt cobain like the fact that every little dreg of the barrel has been scraped with him to so, like yeah. these little cassette tape home demos and things. That's I do you think of it's stuff...
1: kind of the case with Jeff? I think uh, there that just has wasn't, got to that point. Yeah. There wasn't as much because his career wasn't as long. But I mean, you've got like seven or eight versions of the same live yeah. song at this point, and yeah. I just you know I'm I'm kind of over that now. Yeah, I'm kind, I go you know I return to Gray. Some of his really great live stuff I mean I
0: would, Live in Chicago is like the yeah. best live DVD about say, of all time isn't it of, that's one of the things that really made me a proper fan of his um, was that uh, Joe my housemate at uni got a, bought a copy of it bought a second hand copy of that DVD of Live in Chicago and we all sat up late at night and watched it <laughs> together and and yeah I, I just remember thinking wow like I already enjoyed Grace yeah um, but but that made me really appreciate his kind of uh just raw talent i suppose
1: i used to just sit on my own and cry <laughs> watching it Fuck <laughs> it says a lot about my teenage years <laughs> but, um how what kind of age were you when you got into him by the way
0: um I'm trying to think i think it would have been similar like really? 15 16.
1: okay 15 always trying
0: to Well, well, it's not thanks to to me. It's it's thanks to a good friend who lent me lots of CDs when I started mm. getting into music. Mm. Um Let's move on. <clears throat> yeah. Uh so you know, and I think my first proper moment of like falling in love with Jeff Buckley's music was when said friend asked for a painting of Jeff for his birthday mm. and I spent an entire Sunday painting this black and white photo of the portrait on the front cover of Grace whilst listening to Hallelujah on loop. Gosh. Um, but but because I just found there was something, putting that song on loop, there was something hypnotic about it um, as, as sort of the fact that that was my discovery of him, essentially. Mm. Um, I mean, I
1: think it kind of, you know, I think it was for everyone. I mean, that was certainly the first song of yeah. his that I listened to and fell in love with and yeah played it over and over yeah. again it, um, and it's still wonderful but
0: yeah so um we what I feel like we should talk about this now so what we're gonna do we we talked about this a little bit because it's a, it's a bit of an odd one because he only had one official album mm. chances are most of our top five songs are gonna be from that for some people that might be different um but
1: can I just say, I'm not going to try and be edgy here. All of my yeah, top five I'll is know. from
0: Grace. I, I, uh, my, I have one that isn't. Of course you do. But I think you kind of already know what that is and, and why. But also, I... Um, what was going to say? Yeah, no, I, I've had to sort of carefully double-think and rethink my choices for my top five because, again, I think it is easy to fall into the trap with someone like this of trying to be cool yeah. or trying not to go for the obvious ones. All that kind of thing, without giving too much away. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna talk about sort of some of the other major releases and things that are out there mm-hmm. and any sort of particular songs that stood out to us have stood out to us over time or or listening for this and things. Um spend a little bit of time just talking about some of those, so that we've talked about them, because there are some things on on some of those that I do think are really worth people checking out and listening to and I really enjoy hopefully you do as well nikki i don't know um
1: i, I yeah i mean and, i i enjoy almost everything yeah.
0: well yeah this is the this is this is the thing this has been one of the most tricky top fives we've i've done um really tricky there's one song that's not in my top five that i wish was um so we're gonna do all that and then we're not gonna talk about songs on grace and grace is an album in general like that until we've done our top five so we're going to do our top five yeah. and then talk about grace as a whole essentially once we know each other's top five within that it just feels like that makes a bit more sense
1: sounds like a plan
0: i've got down here as sort of the major releases other than grace being there's some outtakes from grace we can we can have a quick talk about that before we do a top fives because there's the extended edition which is kind of widely available mm-hmm. and has lots of uh, sort of outtakes from the studio sessions off that um, there's obviously sketches from My Sweetheart the Drunk, the the demos from the album that he was in the process of recording. There is live at Sinead, the New York French Cafe. No, not French. Um, Irish Cafe, sorry. I always thought it was French. Sinead is something French about it, it sounding, Irish? but it's Irish, yeah. So it's, oh, it was Chine. an Irish. It was oh, a, yeah, 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 yeah. Sinead, yeah. So it was, a, it was, a, it was an Irish themed cafe car in, in New York. Um, there's obviously the sort of initial release of that, which was basically an EP, wasn't it? Um, and then there's the, like, Ultra Deluxe. Yeah. Uh, I had the double CD of it. Nikki's got the ridiculously large <laughs> vinyl connection of it. Um, yeah, so I have. I've got that. Um, the first one I've got, just that I hadn't ever really listened to before, and I just thought I would just out of curiosity for this, uh, was Songs to No One, which is from 1991-92 I think or 92-93 is demos that he and um, Gary Lucas did together. So Jeff played in Gary Lucas's band of of, mon- Gods and Monsters. of Gods and Monsters. Yeah, so they obviously had a working relationship for quite a while but um, there's some very he Gary Lucas played on Mojo Pin and Grace on the Grace album because they were two songs that were written a long time back when they used to write stuff together yeah. and there's some really early demos of those songs on this compilation, which is really interesting to listen to. Um, other than that, there's one that I really loved that I played to Nikki the other day uh, with the original, which is How Long Will It Take, which is a Pat Kelly cover, which is a reggae song. Yeah, um, that was quite cool. Like, A, again, still now I'm learning about new artists and songs that I didn't before that I love from Jeff Buckley's covers. It's got to be said, he did a lot of covers but my God, he picked them well.
1: Yeah, he. Yeah, uh, but I suppose a lot, a lot of that was due to his his kind of live performances. I mean, he felt that he needed to do quite a lot of covers to engage people. Live performances, and I
0: read something about in terms of Grace as well that a lot of it was that he just didn't have that much confidence in his own stuff at that point still. Yeah, Um, which is mad, obviously. Um, And they're
1: they're very unique versions of those songs as
0: well. This is it. He's he. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that as we as we keep going with certain ones, for sure. Um, And there's a a Tom Douglas written song, but I think it's been performed by various people, called Satisfied Mind, uh, which is a really good one on that compilation as well. They were the only two to me that I thought I really wanted to mention.
1: Isn't that on sketches as well?
0: Oh, maybe. Might be a later version of it. Maybe he was revisiting it.
1: Yeah, that's one that's on a lot of his... um... Yeah, because I've oh, cool. I've definitely listened to that, but it's not. I I haven't listened to songs to no one really. Yeah, okay. I just don't really see it as a, as a. Um... No, no, no.
0: It was just a, like I said. It was because I had a bit of extra time and knew we were doing this. I thought I'd visit it for the first time out of curiosity. Most of it is not. You know. It's interest. It's interesting from the point of view of of witnessing an artist's evolution and hearing those songs in their original form and then what they became and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think those I just 2 I've so
1: many demo versions yeah. of his stuff. It's like I just want to listen yeah. to the yeah yeah, yeah. the full <laughs> version as it was um, intended. Yeah, yeah they... Satisfied Mind is on the second. The um, live version oh, of it is okay. on of the second disc of Sketches.
0: Yeah, which is the more kind of scrappy stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some
1: questionable stuff in yeah, there.
0: Yeah. So yeah, they, they were the only, they were the two that I thought I particularly wanted to mention. Um, Mickey live at version... Mickey. No, Nicky <laughs> Get your ears de waxed, love. Definitely,
1: definitely said Mickey. <laughs> uh,
0: Liveish, Liveish, name. What are your sort of any highlights oh, from that? Oh, it's so
1: vast, isn't it?
0: Can we just say first of all that it's just a great live album? Yeah. It's so because it's so unique in the, in its context and everything. It's just him playing in the corner of a cafe where people just happen to be most of the time. But well, I say that it started as that. But uh, again, one of these videos I watched, it turned out that eventually after a few weeks of him doing these gigs at the cafe, there were queues around the block to come in and see I him. mean,
1: you can't blame people. No. But I mean, it's, I think it's such an amazing way of like establishing yourself by doing a residency mm-hmm. at this Absolutely. tiny little place and just having the freedom to do that and play whatever you want. It's the kind of thing that feels I'm not feels sure that like, exists anymore. No,
0: it's the kind of thing it feels like doesn't happen anymore. There's so much that I read in Tom Waits' biography about him doing that kind of thing. Yeah, the yeah. Beatles do that kind of thing. The Clash did that kind of... Like, that's just not something venues yeah. are willing to do no, anymore. No, because they're like,
1: oh, just how many Instagram followers do you have? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, none. I'm trying to make a name for myself. This is yeah. the whole point. Although, Sorry, having, we sound very
0: old now. Having said that, there's some pubs around here in Ballum that have the same few, like, singer-songwriter guys in regularly. That's probably the closest thing you have, Yeah, really. I mean,
1: no offence to those lads, but...
0: I'm not going to name them, because, no, I they're think... They're not Jeff, are no, they? No, no. But... You know, oh, there's a whole there's a whole conversation to be had there They're not about
1: performing Nina Simone, are they? No,
0: there's a whole conversation to be had there about how much is pleasing the audience and what the audience want, and how much is exposing the audience to new things that they might then like. There's a whole conversation around that. But yes, anyway, sorry, I just wanted to put that kind of context in there because I do think it's a really cool album in general to listen to all yeah, these little he, chatty bits in between and all that stuff.
1: And it's yeah, thirty four songs it's it covers such a huge like range of of um covers from yeah. like really
0: mostly covers isn't it eclectic really? artists
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah but also some early versions of yeah. stuff that gone to be on grace um i think be your husband the first track is so cool yeah and is, is it just him clapping
0: yeah i've only got three that i've picked out with particular highlights that's one of them um yeah, he starts like just clapping, and then you can hear people in the audience sort of joining in. So you've got that like communal human feel yeah. to it, and then it's just him singing over the top in the and one of his best vocals, I think. I think it's just amazing.
1: Yeah, it's a, it, yeah, it's a really great showcase for his vocals and just yeah the rawness of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just imagine being there. Yeah. Um obviously he's got a version of strange fruit as well which i think am i right i think it was billy holiday originally or is that is is, yeah was billy Billy... holiday
0: originally and then nina simone did a famous version but billy
1: holiday's version wasn't the cover was it
0: i'm just trying to think was Um, that an original song i don't think so let me have a look so strange fruit was written and composed by abel Mirapol under his pseudonym lewis allen and recorded by billy holiday in 1939 okay yeah and because obviously, I, I knew that she was the first to do record it because there was a lot of controversy at the time around her choice to record yeah. it, and the label weren't happy with it, and all that kind of thing.
1: I mean, obviously, it, it's got a slightly different feel coming from a white man, but I just think it kind of showcases the the influence that that kind of music had on him.
0: Mm, this is a and um, my one of my other, th- like I said, I've only got three. One of my others is another Nina Simone one, which is "If You Knew." Yeah. I think that's gorgeous.
1: Yeah. Obviously, Just Like a Woman, he covers quite a lot mm-hmm. um, on various kind of live compilations. Which and is stuff. the Bob Dylan one, yeah. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: But I, yeah. yeah, I think he does it really well. Um, I think my favourite, which appear, I think appeared on the original EP, is uh, the, the, the old French song, which is mm-hmm. Je n'en connais pas la fin. Yeah. I don't know if I've said that right but i just think it's it's just i actually think it's one of the most beautiful things he ever recorded it's so simple it's like a it's like a fairground song yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah i just yeah, yeah i just really great. love it um that's probably my highlight overall that's cool um
0: i it's got it's not one that i've written down but it is worth mentioning again we talked about it but something struck me about hearing him doing hallelujah in that setting as the last track on the album mm And just being struck with that feeling of, like, you can hear the room fall silent. Yeah. Yeah, You know? A lot of them, you can still hear a little bit of chatter in the background, things like that. That one, even in the quietest bits of him doing it, it is deadly silent. And then the eruption of applause when he finishes. Like, you can only imagine how that must have been in person. Yeah. Um. The other one I've got is I, I mentioned just now uh halka uh, Sorahai, nazrat I just think it's I again I just think it's such a unique thing yeah there's there's that uh, there's an element to the way he sort of talks about that song and does it and stuff that you could perceive as being problematic now maybe yeah we're
1: kind of saying but, weren't we like d- would it, it be comes from love now you yeah. can
0: also tell it comes from love he absolutely adores the man's music and adores the sound of the language and all that do you know what I mean that's what comes across to me
1: and then the bit afterwards where he does a, he does the smells like Teen Spirit riff and tries <laughs> to incorporate
0: yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I don't yeah. think. I think there are people that could take that in isolation and think see it, and see it as and and portray it as being problematic. I don't think it is. Yeah, I think he's it, not mocking it. No, he it comes from him. it comes from adoration, and I think it again is another showcase of how incredible his voice We're is. We're saying
1: showcase a lot, aren't we? I've just but noticed it, that. But well, yeah,
0: but you know,
1: need to get the thesaurus out.
0: Um, yeah so is that is showcase. Is, is, that, <laughs> is, that, is that everything you wanted to talk about with uh the live showcase album live at Gine?
1: um yeah i mean it's just i i love also how you get with i love how it kind of retains the between song kind of non- yeah you banter. get this you get an insight into him and that he doesn't and the feel of, really of what those gigs would have seriously. been like yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah definitely
1: um yeah, I just I think you know some some songs work better than others. Like there are some songs yes. that are just like I think he's given so much freedom. Yeah,
0: he was just pissing around a bit. And yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's a it's 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 an incredible album, and yeah.
0: Okay, sketches from my sweetheart, the drunk. Yes. Something just quickly I didn't realize, uh, 2019, um, a demo of a song called Sky Blue eyes skin sky blue skin thank you uh sky blue skin uh, was sort of made widely available I, I listened to it and looked into it the other day and i hadn't realized it's something that for skin since since he died has been kind of widely sought after because it's the last thing he recorded before he died mm. and as this, this is what i mean about this whole mythologizing yeah. and this weird morbid fascination i get it in that it's you know it's it's you can see how with a lot more work it could have been a really nice song i think in itself it's all right it's it's quite haunting it's quite in terms of it, again that's such shit word to use given the context but in terms of just the it's a very quiet mournful love song essentially or a, or rather a, a loss of love song is how it comes do
1: you think he would have wanted it out there though probably
0: not no this is what I was going to say I think it's you know it wasn't on sketches despite it being recorded Mm. in those sessions
1: yeah there must have been a reason Um, for that
0: so yeah um it's out there I feel a bit weird about it
1: yeah I don't have you heard um the song he did with Elizabeth Fraser who was like he had a really intense relationship with no um because that's absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's called um, All Flowers in Time Bend Towards the Sun.
0: Yes, I have. You sent it to me years ago.
1: And it's it's like never officially released. And it's absolutely beautiful. But I, I do feel kind of bad listening to it because it was never intended for release. Hey, and obviously it was leaked. And obviously Elizabeth Fraser is still alive. And I think when they interviewed her about it, she was like, oh, why do people have to hear everything? Mm, that was like a kind of
0: a personal moment. Yeah. Like.
1: Um, that's a shame but yeah it's undeniably stunning yeah. <laughs> those two those two voices together but yeah i think it was uh, yeah maybe you know if it if it had been you know if he'd had time to sort of refine it and stuff yeah. it would have got out there but yeah
0: mm, fair enough um so actually on sketches what are your
1: uh, yeah, I mean, I th- I'd say overall, I think like the first disc is really strong and has some of like his best work on there. Mm. Uh, well, some of his best work. I, s- I still think his best work is Grace.
0: Again, it's difficult to know how much this might have equaled that had he been able to finish it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I do, I do think, I do think the second disc. I, I just, I just, don't, really, I don't really go back to. I mean, like, no. it's got some quite.
0: Again, it's more a curio. There's yeah, not, yeah.
1: Um, and also that you know the second disc has versions of, so uh, you yeah, know a lot of, versions of, the of yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't, um, but yeah, I think it's quite I think it's quite interesting that on this um, on on what we can hear from what we can hear here, he's sort of going in a more soulful direction. Yeah. Um, obviously, I, you know I don't know what the intention was. You say
0: but, that, but the other thing I took from it the first time I listened to it was actually that 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 he was going slightly more. Um, sort of alt rock in places as well.
1: Okay. I was thinking songs like Obviously Everybody Here Wants You is a very kind of it's gotta be. sexy
0: song. Oh it's do you know and probably the most complete. Yeah. It's the most complete and finished sounding, mm. I reckon. It's just a perfect slice of nineties soul pop. Yeah. I've talked on this podcast a lot about the the not for a while though, the phenomenon of for me of uh early nineties Sutton shopping centre music. <laughs> That doesn't, yeah. Which sounds like a bad thing. thing. When I was a teenager, I would have very much meant it as a bad thing. I think as I've got older, I've learned to appreciate that kind of music actually for what it is. But I think this fits amongst that, you know, Um, that whole kind of like the Janet Jacksons and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) But but it's it's gorgeous. Yeah. And it's so much more poppy than anything on Grace. Yeah. And I think it shows how versatile he could be as a songwriter and as a, as a singer I think it could have been like if this album had been finished and that was a single I think it would have been massive
1: yeah I mean it was released as like I th- I'm pretty sure it was released as a kind of, um, sort of single from this yeah you know, Yeah. but obviously you know he Wouldn't wasn't, have had like, the he same wasn't around and no this, yeah. and yeah I think songs like um, well I know you're going to talk about this song but like New Year's Prayer yeah. and Witch's Rave I think they're all you know they're all quite yeah. soulful um but then, yeah, he obviously has songs. Um, so, yeah, the, over- the sky is a landfill that's very kind of guitar-driven. Yeah, Nightmares
0: by the Sea, I think. Yeah. Quite, quite a I mean, driven one.
1: One of my real highlights is Vancouver, which he was actually. Okay. I'm pretty sure he was playing on... Um,
0: There's a few versions of that around. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think they may have uh, may have been instrumental at that point. Okay. Um, but he was definitely playing it as part of his live shows. But yeah, I think that's probably if you know, if I was gonna put a song from sketches in hmm. my top ranking it would be on there. Oh, and it's definitely okay. like considered among the fans as one of his it's, best it's, songs as well. It's not one I've got really. Not in, really, okay. No.
0: no. <laughs> um the the two that I sort of I hadn't really considered much before but really caught me this time are Morning Theft um mm. And you and I.
1: Yeah, no, I was going to mention wow. you and I as well. I don't know
0: how I've basically ignored that song up till now. What a it's haunting to the point of disturbing. That yeah, song it's yeah, it so is. stark.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I know we keep using the word haunting, but that is that is. Oh, but the that word one really it. is. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um,
1: could almost be used in a horror film. Ah, uh, yeah,
0: absolutely yeah I don't know how, I don't know how I'd maybe I just lost patience with sketches generally up because it's like the last track on the first mm. disc um, well it's but,
1: I think it's so sparse that song that unless you're actually
0: actively listening, listening to yeah. it
1: it can pass you by quite easily
0: yeah
1: but yeah I definitely think it's the you know one of the best on there mm.
0: anything else from there you good Um. anything from the second disc you think particularly is worth checking out or
1: what is worth checking out Not really, I mean...
0: Again, it's interesting to hear different versions and things, but...
1: I mean, I haven't, you know, I haven't re-listened to the second disc for this. Mm. Um, I think I remember quite liking Gunshot Glitter, but...
0: Oh, yeah. I could be wrong. It's a great title, either way. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I just remember, I think Your Flesh is So Nice is kind of an actively bad song, to be honest.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Lyrically, it's not brilliant. It's... it, No. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you, li- you like when you're when you're kind of doing when I when I was in my sort of consuming everything to do with Jeff Phase, I was listening to all this stuff mm-hmm. and I don't know, it's it, it's just not something that I necessarily want once I've listened to it, I wouldn't necessarily want to go back to it. Yeah.
0: You're glad you yeah, that's how I feel about most of this stuff. Mm. Like if I know there's something out there, I probably will listen to it because I'm interested and mm. I want to hear it, but I don't expect to love it necessarily. No. Um, and then all that's left to come to is Grace now let's quickly talk about is, is there anything from the extended edition from the outtakes and stuff that you would want to mention I've got a couple
1: um, is, is Forget Her on the Forget
0: Her is a weird one because it it's not on the original track listing but it is now included in the standard version of the album as a bonus track rather than the outtakes
1: yeah, which is interesting because on on the legacy edition that I've always mm. kind of had and listened to, it's like num it's number one on the second disc.
0: Right. See, so I had the standard version on CD, and it was track eleven on that. Hmm. But it was never in the original release. It wasn't included in the main album, so it's kind of in between that one, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it is quite cool but it doesn't it doesn't kind of have the same emotional impact as as hmm. the album itself. Like I think Alligator Wine is pretty crazy.
0: I mean it is, but also that's one of my least favourite of his covers. Because it's just him doing a silly impression of Screaming Jay. Do you know what I mean? Like most yeah. of his covers he takes it and he makes it his. Hmm. Whereas that one is very much just him being silly and doing his best screaming Jay Hawkins impression, <laughs> which is hilarious and is great, but that's all it is. Um,
1: and Kangaroo is is a song that he played live quite a lot, which is just really long and unwieldy. Patience and, testing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like again, interesting to kind of listen to and see that he had that side of it, and just yeah. interesting and and cool to listen to from the point of view of him being someone who. I think a big strength of him, especially live, was letting himself just get carried with the music and mm. just go on feeling. Yeah. And that's basically, a that song is a document of that, I think. Um, I've got three, uh, well, two covers and one slightly odd one. One of them is um, The Other Woman. Yeah,
1: that's which a good
0: one. Jessie Mae Robinson's song, recorded by Sarah Vaughan initially, but also done by Nina Simone, which I'm guessing mm, was his kind of... yeah, yeah root into it She did so
1: many nina covers it's brilliant
0: um and uh mama you've been on my mind another bob dylan one Mm -hmm. is really good uh also have to mention a band that i adore and just do not get talked about enough i think i've said that on this podcast before and i can't wait you
1: adore them oh
0: yeah okay and i can't wait to one day hopefully for them to come up on the randomizer uh, Shudder to Think had a song called I Want Someone Badly which has Jeff doing guest vocals because he loved that band.
1: Yeah I was going to mention I was going. I mean I don't really know
0: and he, another, anything about them I mean it's interesting it's another that they have their vocalist has a similar a similarly um, just kind of smooth clean voice for that 90s alt rock era. Yeah so
1: you know the opening to that Mm. is that Jeff or
0: this, well this is it it's tricky to tell the difference yeah. isn't it they both have very similar voices I'm not sure I'm not sure which bits are who
1: yeah because all the times I've listened to it I was like mm. well who's who yeah
0: no they do sound quite similar when, when, when they're doing it, that kind of thing but yeah that's that's just for someone like me who's a fan of to Think and that kind of era of Nineties alt rock and thing. That's a really cool. Little On that period. note,
1: actually, did you ever listen to the Patty Smith song?
0: No, you told me about this the other day, uh, didn't you? Yeah, no, I, I didn't get onto actually, it. I think
1: that that actually was the last thing he recorded before he died, as far as I knew. But um, yeah, it's called um, "Beneath the Southern Cross," oh. um, off her album "Gone Again," which is not. So, it is, is so not, it's a is not. Patti Patty song. It's a Patty Smith song. Okay. Um, Yeah, the album is not one that I know particularly well.
0: No. Is that
1: the album? Yeah, it's, yeah. 1996. Um, Yeah, all it is is, he. you know, he doesn't sing any lyrics or anything. All it is is kind of backing vocals. Um, Okay, that's cool. But just the fact, I mean, I only found this out the other day that they'd ever worked together, and the fact that they worked together and knew each other just makes me really happy. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're, like, two of my favourite people. Um, yeah
0: very just a very cool thing to exist but
1: yeah he adds his lovely sort of his vocals just complement hers very well even though it's quite a subtle addition Mm -hmm. i would recommend
0: excellent and so finally we cannot put it off any longer we come to grace (laughs) proper Mm. so we're gonna do our we're gonna do our top five first and then we'll talk about any other songs
1: how did you find this by the way
0: what do you mean as oh, in I, narrowing oh, I, it down to five. Oh, I said at the beginning, near impossible. There's yeah. at least there's there's one. I'd say there's one that I wish was in my top one. five and isn't. Okay. I, is I definitely f- over time. I feel like you know I've I've lived with this album as as you have for you know near half my life now. I know now which ones are my favourites and which are my ones that are second tier. Mm-hmm. Um, that's changed over time as well. I would yeah, say same. Um. Some haven't. Yeah, so I've got I've got my list of my top tier, and there's one of those that I just really wish was in my top five, but I can't, if I'm being honest with myself, put it there above certain others.
1: I see. Okay. Yeah, this is probably my favourite album of all time. Well, yeah. Wowzers, yeah. So, yeah, this was really difficult. Yeah. I think it's, a, you know, almost perfect album. Mm. So... Yeah, but I think yeah. Again, I think like it has changed from what I thought it would be.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Um, would you like to go first?
1: Ah, uh, okay. So my number five is lover. You should have come over. Um, come over. I don't know why I said it like that.
0: So it's that. that it's my that would be my number seven essentially. Number seven. So it's the one in my top tier that isn't the one I said I wish was in my top five.
1: Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Basically, all the songs in my top tier from this album are in my top five except one that I wish was and that one.
1: Sure. Okay.
0: Which is just sitting below it. Just sitting below the top five.
1: Okay. Yeah, I just, yeah, I think it's one of his just most beautiful cathartic
0: yeah. emotional mm.
1: songs and it's you know it's like it's seven minutes I think.
0: Yeah something like that.
1: But you know it doesn't it doesn't drag the way it kind of builds like lyrically it's really beautiful. Yeah. It's it's a very, you know he does obviously does emotional ballads incredibly mm. well. Um and
0: Yeah well, I, yeah. I think Essentially this is This is the thing for me That's changed over time Initially Being The silly young man That I was And into the kind of stuff I was The more driven More rocky side Of the album Was what I was more drawn to Initially mm. And would have been my fa- Like I think So Real was one of my Absolute favourites And mm-hmm. um, that's not in my Top tier anymore um, Whereas ones like this Love Usually Come Over Would have been the ones That I would have Sort of been less into Yeah Whereas now, yeah, it's absolutely now in my in my favourites from the, I'm um, sure. Um, yeah, for, every, for for the reasons that you've just said. It's just completely gorgeous.
1: And the bit that's, yeah, the, the, the section that starts with, um, is it a kingdom for, or my kingdom for a kiss upon her shoulder? Just that whole bit. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, As it sort of, the, the intensity builds yeah. up a little bit. And yeah, and, he, yeah.
1: That, and so that's something that he's like so good at. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a kind of a common theme in my top five is that he'll take a song that starts really yeah like in a really kind of gentle way and yeah just just builds to something like really raw and powerful yeah,
0: yeah completely yeah excellent can't argue at all uh my number five is my one that is not grace related which you've kind of already uh, okay. hinted at yeah. being new year's prayer
1: Mm, nice yeah
0: and it's one of those I can't you know it defeats the point of this podcast really because I can't explain why I cannot tell you why it's just one of those songs that seems to I mean I could be really pretentious and say it speaks to my soul (laughs) but that's as close as I can get to explaining it there's something about it that it's just i lose myself to it's it it's
1: very um it's very hypnotic it's trancey it? and very hypnotic tribal. and meditative
0: and yeah it's just essentially a repeating pattern mm. the drum rhythm is just a repeating rhythm over and over again you've got the guitar just doing that do 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 in the background just repeating um his vocal just being like and i think that's the link to like the influence from like Nazareth Fati Ali Khan and things like that where it's almost just this chant rather than a melody Mm -hmm. that he's doing but with his incredible voice it is melodic and it is soulful
1: Um, yeah well I I deliberately didn't mention it when we were talking about sketches because I knew it was going to be in your top five but it's, it's absolutely astounding song and actually you've made me appreciate it more than I did originally
0: it's 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 very few lyrics to it. Mm. Most of it is that line of um, Fall in Light. Yeah. Um, Which, what does that mean? I don't fucking know, but it means something to me when he sings Mm. it like that.
1: And I think it's quite similar in style to another song that i'm gonna mention oh okay (laughs) i see that's interesting so
0: that's the thing that's the the reason that it really stood out to me when i first heard it and why it's always you'll know which one i mean though why it's always stayed one of my favorites is that i think it's it's so unique for him i don't i don't think it's like and a a unique for at least what i'd listened to at the time when i first heard it yeah you know it was my mind was blowing because I i don't know anything like this and it's not the kind of thing i'd normally associate enjoying but uh I'm not
1: saying it sounds the same, but there are similar influences, but I'll I'll mention that in a bit.
0: But yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely love that song. If I was going to point any non-Grace Jeff Buckley song to someone, it would be that. Hence it being my number five.
1: Cool. Um, Shall I? Yeah, what's your number four? So my number four is is a song that I think is actually quite underrated on Grace, Mm -hmm. which is Lilac Wine.
0: The one I wish was in my top five. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So... It, it wasn't when when I when I was obsessed with Grace it wasn't one that stood out to me that much originally Same. Yeah, but I just think it's so intimate and mm-hmm. it's almost entirely focused on his vocals mm-hmm. and
0: and he's barely singing
1: yeah it's but yeah and I think um you know he is guilty of you know the the vocal gymnastics. Yeah, at yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: times. Live certainly. Yeah, and yeah. I think
1: that's that's and also that's amazing because he has such an incredible voice. Mm. But I suppose sometimes you don't want to listen to that. Yeah. And.
0: In terms of his like we're saying it's another Nina Simone cover. Yeah. yeah and in yeah. terms of his Nina Simone covers, it's the purest I think. Mm.
1: And it's so restrained. Yeah. But so so beautiful. Absolutely um it just sends shivers down my spine i'm so glad you put it in
0: there because yeah like i said it's the one that i wish was it was the one when i was going through this i was like why isn't it a top six (laughs) i did think about putting Um, it higher to be honest but um yeah it's it's just a brilliant song
1: Brilliant. i think the only
0: the only reason i've got new year's prayer brother is because that's the one that feels like you know when you've got those songs that aren't massively popular and so it feels like your song Mm. do you know what I mean you feel a bit of ownership over it it's
1: nice to have something that's not great so you know, yeah fives. so new,
0: that's why New Year's prayers above it for me is because it's the one that I always feel like that's my Jeff Buckley song mm. um, but otherwise Lilac Wine would be the one that's there for sure okay yeah very good number four is one that I know we disagree on slightly um, which is previously mentioned again Forget Her Um, I don't Only, yeah. only in that you don't you're not as enamoured with it as I am, I know that.
1: No, I mean I I, I suppose I don't really consider it part of Grace because mm. that's hap- that's I never listened to it in that context. Yeah. And to me it's just like a really good outtake from Grace, yeah. but I don't think the album suffers by it not being on yeah. there. I mean like Dream Brother is, I know is a the, closing song to me.
0: I learned recent I, and still is the best closing song for sure. I do I do still
1: Yeah. We'll talk more about that.
0: Oh I, no, spoiler! I, <laughs> I do still see um, forget her as as a bonus track, not as part of the album. Yeah, um, but
1: still worthy of being in your top five.
0: Well, the other thing is, I think also it's this is what I meant about the not giving not giving into the wanting to be cool thing because I think there are better songs.
1: Yeah, but I think this is this is quite a cool.
0: Well, it's not well, the way I thought of it. Was it's probably one of his most generic. Yeah. You know it's the most similar to for example the um what was the sketches one we said everybody here wants you mm. it's similar to that in that it's a very straightforward soul song basically yeah but my god it's so full of soul his vocal in that as it again this, this is one where he does what you were saying where he builds the intensity up mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing to the point where that last section he is just singing his heart out and you can feel it like the pain of it and it's amazing um, and I think there's some, there was something refreshing When I first got into Grace Of that being quite a straightforward song Structure wise And just being able to enjoy his voice Like with yeah. like Wine But yeah. with more behind it um, The other thing I've got to mention as well As I've said before on the podcast again I absolutely am a sucker for a Hammond organ Well placed and this song is a well-placed Hammond organ. It adds so much to the Should sound. Should
1: I know what a Hammond organ is? Uh, the one that makes a kind
0: is. of um, wobbly sound. Uh, Do you know what I, I know mean? What mean? Classic yeah. soul songs have it a lot. Yes, that like yes, yes, sounds yes. like a whirring... Like,
1: yeah, so, so it's electronic. It's
0: a very early electronic yeah. organ, essentially, yeah. yeah. I
1: know exactly what
0: um, I mean, yeah. And that is used just perfectly throughout this song Mm. like right at the beginning it's there subtly low notes in the background adding depth to it and then as it builds up you've got those higher whirly kind of sounds coming in with his voice and it's just amazing
1: so number three is last goodbye and Mm. that was i used to say that was my favorite song of all time for ages um
0: it's not in my high tier
1: well okay fine you're a loser (laughs) but um
0: I had to be strict with myself.
1: Yeah, so I think, like, looking at it objectively, I think it is one of his more kind of straightforward songs. Yeah, and it was actually his biggest hit, his biggest oh, chart well, okay. hit. Yeah, um, it's, it's. I didn't even know it was a single. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so one of one of his most famous songs, and it's it's. I suppose it's quite, you know, it's fairly short.
0: Yeah. Um. Fair, again, fairly simple structure-wise compared to some of them, I yeah.
1: suppose. Yeah, but. I, I can't you know I could try and be cool like you say hmm. and not but I I can't deny the effect it had on me as a you yeah. know and and still does I think it's the best breakup song ever fair um, I think that note at the beginning yeah like for years I thought that was a musical instrument yeah. I didn't I didn't think it was human yeah um, which I think is pretty incredible um, and yeah it just. It spoke to me. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I can't, you know, you can't always like, like articulate al- the like, effect that something has on you. Yeah,
0: like you've already said, I think, bar one for me, I think anyone could justify any of the songs on this mm. album as being in their top five. Um, bar
1: one, okay, interesting. Um, but yeah, this would be... I always, I always said this was my number one. Yeah. Mm. Um,
0: but that has changed did that yeah. change recently or has it been a gradual
1: no I, I think I think just just doing my ranking um I don't know, it, it I had to sort of balance what what makes me feel good I, I yeah. never really I always, I always struggle with these because I'm like am I ranking what makes me feel good what's the best good? song
0: and what's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's, um, what I, that's what I meant earlier when I said I had to go with what is my top five yeah yeah exactly yeah.
1: And I think, yeah, also, I, th- I think my tastes have changed slightly. Like, I, c- yeah. I can sort of see that his, you know, even, even though I absolutely adore them, like, some of his ballads are quite over dramatic. Mm. So, that's why it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's still one of my favourite songs of all time. Um, But, yeah, it's my number three.
0: Fair enough. Uh, my number three. I struggled with the order of my number two and my number three. Mm-hmm. and my number one until I was honest with myself uh, my number three in the end is Mojo Pin mm. which I think I kind of know is going to be your number one but you don't have to mm. um, say anything um, right so
1: oh no I don't want to talk about it now <laughs> no so I will
0: just I will just say what I want to say because we know it's going to come, from that we know it's going to come up for you mm. soon whether it be number one or not it's going to come up for you in a minute all I will say about it that I love about it is that it showcases every element of what yeah. he does and the best of everything that he does yeah but for me the two that I've got above it are the ones that I can't deny are the two that I first engaged with in a much bigger more emotional way instead I have more of an emotional attachment to and had and, and I think I'm uh, um, more uh, would be easier to play to anyone and them appreciate his talent I think Mojo Pin is difficult for some people because mm. it is challenging for what you. Well, it is because it's it's such a bizarre structure. It's a, essentially a prog song in its structure, but I love it for that. Okay. So that's that's all I'll say about that. That's that's, that's why it. I love it and why mm. it's number three. But also, kind of why I've got two above it, and that I think there are two that are just more solidly ones I would choose to put on and listen to at any time.
1: Okay. Keeping my mouth shut on that.
0: That's basically where I'm at with it. That was why I struggled where to put it. Yeah. I think I respect it more than the other two. But I would choose to listen to the other two more.
1: Okay. Cool. Uh,
0: What were you on? Your number two.
1: Yeah. So my number two is Dream Brother.
0: Which isn't in my top tier.
1: Which kind of, really, really? I thought you loved it
0: uh i like it but you i feel know. like
1: we've had conversations about. I, I thought it was one of your favorites that's no. weird see that's the one that i would put in the same category as um new year's prayer
0: uh, okay yeah okay yeah i get that i mean there's even the on the outtakes there's the um nag Champa
1: with the kind of yeah the psychedelia the remix, kind of surreal yeah. dreamlike yeah. quality yeah. that yeah, it yeah, has yeah. um the sparseness of it um the way it, it's very kind of meditative, and very slowly mm-hmm. builds. Um, yeah, it 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 took me by surprise a little bit. It's it's something. It's something. A song that I've always appreciated, but certainly when I first listened to Grace, it was one that I didn't pay much attention mm. to. But I think as I've got older, I've definitely grown into more of kind of I really like kind of. Well, I don't think you can say Jeff is minimalist, but kind of.
0: No, but yeah, I know what you mean.
1: Um. I, yeah, and I do I'm sort of, you know, even as I'm looking at this top five, I'm finding <laughs> it quite difficult because yeah. obviously, last goodbye is like, like you say, it's, it's one of the ones I first engaged with. It, it's.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I could swap those around. To be honest, I'm really struggling.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really fucking difficult. Yeah, I feel
1: like I, <laughs> I feel like I may have made a mistake with this. To be honest, but. Uh, Oh could I do a last minute? Yeah, if you swap. want to swap them over,
0: yeah, you still, you've still justified it being I'm there. I've sort of taught myself, and like I said, like I said, it is the, the except one song. I will say it now: Eternal Life.
1: Yeah, which I was used to love. I don't really know why you don't like it.
0: I just don't get much out of it now. I think it's him rocking out, which is cool, but I don't get Rockin much. Out. Yeah, I don't get much more out of it other than it's him satify- satisfying that itch a bit. Um. Yeah, I
1: don't know. I think he does that in other places on the album too.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's worth saying the intro, the bass and stuff is incredible. But yeah, I, I think any other song except that, I could absolutely get behind anyone putting in their top five mm. and justifying it. So, I like I said, it's, I have my absolute favourites. Yeah. Just because Dream Brother's not in those absolute favourites doesn't mean I think it's an incredible song. Um, so I, I I'm going
1: to swap Blast Goodbye and Dream Brother because okay. I think like, so Dream
0: Brother 3 Last Goodbye Number 2
1: yeah hearing myself talk about Last Goodbye and like
0: how much it means to you yeah, yeah. I
1: think I just have to put it there and I think Dream Brother is absolutely gorgeous so that'll stay okay yeah. I mean to be honest this 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 could it's be, all interchangeable this time next year <laughs> it could completely change but Dream Brother is a song that's really grown on me over the yeah. years um, and that I keep listening to and puts me in a certain headspace Um. yeah, yeah find it very warming
0: (laughs) yeah and just a
1: great closer like there's no way that Forget Her should be a closer
0: no no and it's not it's not meant to be which is a shame that it is the last track on on Mm. the sort of standard version now but my number two yeah my number two is Grace
1: okay well I know what your number one's going to be then
0: we'll talk about it when we get to it but yeah um
1: Normie, <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a joke.
0: Well, I kind of feel like that with. I Grace.
1: disagree with. I disagree with you though about being able to play Grace to people and. Because of the ending. Well, I just remember I used to play. I used to play the album a lot at home. Yeah. And this was one where my mum would sort of tuck walking past <laughs> my room because it gets so. I I think again I love it, but I think it gets so out of control. A song of two halves, perhaps. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I just think um, it's the first one that I remember listening to when I listened to the album, making me just absolutely go, whoa, mm. This g-. after hearing only Hallelujah, yeah. then hearing this when I listened to the album, I'm going, whoa, this guy's not who I kind of necessarily thought he was. Mm. That opening guitar riff is just yeah, brilliant. Is. Then the rhythm that comes in afterwards, the jangly kind of riff mm-hmm. after the intro riff is brilliant. The kind of burst, the, the sort of sun through the clouds burst moments of it, are all brilliant.
1: Yeah.
0: The vocals catchy and soulful, and clever. Like Mojo Pin, it's got lots of bits to yeah. it. It becomes intense. It becomes uncontrolled and chaotic, which I'm always drawn to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a perfect song. Yeah. Um, yeah. I
1: suppose that is the one that i do absolutely love it but you know as I've got, i keep getting, i keep talking about getting older and it's like neither of us are old but, <laughs> but
0: we are older than when we got into this stuff so
1: it's the one that when i go back to now i think could he have could he have toned it down a little no bit?
0: see i like that he doesn't because i think he does that in other areas mm. of the album you've got like we've talked about lilac wine and we've talked about songs like that where he he is more disciplined Mm. and i think so much of who he was as an artist and a musician is that lack of control that deliberate lack of control Mm -hmm. and that deliberate chaos i'm glad he got that on a record as big as this i'm glad that wasn't stamped out by the record label or the producer you know you watch the live the live performances and it's on another level well, <laughs> compared yeah, to that. yeah yeah so i think anything less than what he does on songs like that would be a real shame for it not to be documented in that way
1: yeah i know i agree i do agree with that I th- yeah
0: and it's the kind of thing that i think is it's it. it's gonna sound like an old man you don't get much of that now. You don't get record labels taking risks on on things like that on as things that are as big of a deal as that was. It was a massive album. Mm. There's stuff on those YouTube videos of like Brad Pitt doing an interview raving about it and all this kind of like it was a huge album.
1: Wow, well, but it wasn't a success though, was it? That's what we. No, no. It had, you know, and was it intended to be?
0: I don't know. Don't know.
1: I mean, obviously every album is intended, but you say it's a big album. Yeah. Like, were they really taking that much of a risk? It was pretty unknown at the time. Yeah, that's true. But I do get what you're saying. It was a major label, wasn't it? Yeah, Columbia. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong. I still think it's a masterpiece. Um, And I, yeah, I probably, like, when I when I first got into it, I would have put mm. it in my top five.
0: But... I'm, I'm, I'll just say at this point, I'm really glad that our top fives have ended up being as mm. different as they are, actually. I think it, I think that I think when that happens it really shows you how good an album is
1: yeah have we had any the same so far well
0: only the one that you're about mm, to talk about
1: yeah you're assuming <laughs> but yeah on on reflection Mojo Pin is my favourite I think and
0: yeah, I get it I think like I will talk about when I talk about my number one I'll talk about it a bit more but like I said that and Grace I struggled with which way around to put them because of the different reasons yeah so, and then there's a, there's a, again struggled with putting the number one where it is so it could have been my number one
1: I completely agree with you in, is um in that it kind of showcases that you know the range mm-hmm. of influences and styles and everything he had to offer I, I just remember the first time I put on that album you know obviously don't remember where or where no, but, it was not yeah. but I, I remember that feeling i got when his angelic vocals mm-hmm. just started and i was like never heard anything like it yeah. and just starts this really kind of soothing he's got you, you know you've got the fingerpick guitars yeah. and then it just explodes into this amazing alternative rock track yeah but it's so much more than that um and just the the moment where he does that scream yeah. and it transitions into that delicate falsetto I think it's just one of the greatest things I have ever it's, heard and will talk, ever hear. You
0: talked about him doing sort of vocal acrobatics. That's like vocal contortionist. Yeah, but <laughs> like, that's
1: a very deliberate...
0: That's what I mean. It's like, I don't know how he goes from that sound seamlessly into mm. the other. It's, yeah. you know, so much control. Whilst also being really uncontrolled in the... Yeah, yeah amazing, yeah. I, do, I always think about the the sort of the heavier bit before that going into that Mm. so it's almost jazz that really yeah it's like rock jazz is is what he's doing there that's what i was getting at with the prog thing really
1: yeah and i think it probably that song in itself has probably shaped so much of my music taste because it was certainly not the kind of thing i was listening to Mm. when i was 16 um and yeah i think as well as it having such an emotional impact on me is like a genuinely brilliant song Mm. um so yeah
0: something i just want to mention as well with that that bit that we were just talking about as well something he said in this in a clip of one of the interviews i found of him was about how important um punk was to him
1: Mm, yeah which i think often people don't
0: i think when you know that you can really hear it yeah when i was saying about the chaos that he's in there and stuff like that like I can't remember I wish I could remember the quote that's in one of these interviews on YouTube, but it was it's something about how he feels like a lot of artists kind of um don't don't use the influence of punk enough and things like mm.
1: that. Obviously, certainly not the case now. But, no,
0: but yeah. Yeah.
1: I know what your number one's gonna be.
0: I'm a I'm a fucking basic Alexandra bitch. Burke. My number one's Do yeah. Uh Again, I said I had to really just be honest with myself and not be Mm. cool, you know? I'm not trying Um, to be
1: cool by not putting it in there. I do absolutely love it.
0: No, I know. uh,
1: Again, I love all the songs on...
0: I think... Okay, so... The reason I was struggling with putting my number one in the end was that it's not his song. I would have preferred to have a Jeff Ritten song as number Mm -hmm. one. But... We said before about his covers and how he chose covers really well, first of all, and did something to them.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, he transformed this.
0: I don't think there's another case of um, such a, a, an influential cover, if that's the right... It's not even the right mm. word. but So I hadn't, I hadn't listened much before to the version he based this on, which is John Cale from velvet underground mm, and, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. and I he's
1: he's, he's catalyst, don't worry well, <laughs> I'm just, I'm
0: just for anyone who doesn't his his version is piano led still like the original leonard cohen yeah. one i mean leonard cohen's is so different yeah, so yeah. like i think it's crap i've got to be honest <laughs> i love leonard cohen but i think his that was in his 80s era where we went all gospel choir and drum machines and it was fucking awful um, but his songwriting was still there and that's mm. what Jeff's managed to do what, what John Cale originally managed to do I've got to be honest like the structure Jeff uses and the vocal melody the way it's changed from Leonard Cummins one was John Cale but even then Jeff takes that and there's some kind of incredibly rare honesty mm-hmm and emotional reality to jeff's performance of that song that i don't think anyone else could have done i still don't think anyone else could no. do yeah I, I think it's that same thing we were saying about lilac wine the fact that they managed to resist not putting anything else on it yeah, yeah. the fact it's just him and his guitar all the way through yeah. um, is so important it's one of those songs that i hold up as a if I were to choose songs that were an influence on my guitar playing, this would be right up there in terms of I wish I could play guitar yeah. like that. In terms only in terms of I mentioned it in the Animal Collective thing, that tactile
1: Oh yes, thing. yes, yes. You
0: can hear his fingers on the strings. Yeah. Do you
1: know
0: what I mean? Like you can't, but you can. Mm. It's not the the guitar is an extension of him in that song. Yeah. It's 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 not something he's using to back his voice it's singing as much as his mm-hmm. voice is um and that's the first song i remember hearing where i thought that properly um and i still think that i can't think of a better example of it um so I, there, there was a time i think while sort of first year of uni i used to say this was my favorite song of all time
1: I, I, um it is an utterly incredible song i
0: think i i, I distanced myself from it because it's just such a sort of cheesy obvious choice for a song to love but but I do mm. um, and I can't even now I've listened to it a few times in prep for this just to decide is it really my number one I still can't listening to it without getting emotional I can't mm. like there's something he does with it that is just spine tingling whether it's any of the live versions recorded or mm. on video or this version
1: I still think this version is it's,
0: the best it's oh it is completely but there's one of it's just one of those rare moments in music where magic has happened. Yeah, that's all you can say about it. Yeah, there's no there's no explaining you could do. You just have to tell someone who's never heard it before, listen to it, <laughs> and tell me there's not magic there. Somewhere, it's it's it, there's 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 something else happening there.
1: It's it's stunning. It's beautiful. It, it's the song. You know, it's definitely the song that I got into first. Yeah. I The only reason it's not in my top five, I think, is because of all the versions of it, all the versions that have come out since. I don't know. I can't listen to it in quite the same way.
0: But this is, I think this is why I'm really pleased that I did distance myself from it for a mm. while. Because it's meant that I now don't listen to it for like a few years at a time. And then when I do, that impact is yeah. there again.
1: I also think he has he does have more to offer than hallelujah it's a wonderful song of course song.
0: i think that's the thing isn't it is you yeah this is it there's so many people who probably only know that from him which and which i you know fine because it's amazing i think so. he was
1: quite quite frustrated with it as well because probably um yeah. i mean there's that bit in live at, live in chicago mm. where that guy is just screaming for him to play hallelujah mm. and he tells him to shut up um so it's one of those? I mean, it's. it's but this is it. Isn't I can't it? deny it. But it's, it's, ultimately, it's this is stunning. it. There's a
0: there's a reason people wanted to hear it, and there's a reason that it's the one song that probably anyone mm. would recognise. It's it. Like I said, it's just one of those magical moments in music where he just got it abs- absolutely right.
1: Yeah, I just think he has many more that he doesn't get credit for. Yes, of
0: course. Yeah, but I think a lot of those, not everyone would appreciate. No.
1: No, you're probably
0: right. That's. But I yeah. I think
1: it's quite, actually quite bold of you to put it as your number one. So, I mean,
0: well, this is what I mean. I had to just go with, fuck it, I'm like... I've got to be honest. That's yeah. where it is. So... Well, that was bloody lovely. Yeah. I'm a little bit sad that we've done it.
1: Do we want to give any more... <laughs> I mean, I just looking at the grace track listing yeah like i I said
0: eternal life's the only one that i kind of see as slightly below the others can
1: i also Um, give shout outs to what have we not said so real i think you mentioned was
0: my first favorite
1: yeah other than
0: Hallelujah, but yeah
1: i think no sorry i just i just had a flashback to what i i told you something really embarrassing the other day um I don't even know if I want this in here, but you know, you know when the bit where he goes, "I love you." Oh yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> when I was a teenager, I was like, at least pretend <clears throat> that he was talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's how um, that's how tragic I was. Um, but again, I think that you know, there's like the breakdown at the end. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's, that's kind of an example of his punk yeah, yeah, leanings yeah, that don't get mentioned very often. I think also the amazing... It's got a really amazing chorus as well.
0: Yes. Oh yeah, this is, I think this is why it was leapt out to me first and was one of my first favourites. It's got a catchy, mm. recognisable chorus for sure. I feel like I'd heard it before, maybe on radio or something. I think
1: that was a single as well.
0: Um, so I feel like in the back of my head I kind of recognised it. But,
1: yeah. yeah, the thing he does with the second time he says "real" in the
0: yeah, it's just
1: yeah, stunning. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to Corpus Christi Carol, which everyone yes, forgets.
0: Yes, thank you. Even we, even I, forgotten to mention it. My Twitter handle at the moment. <laughs> Corpus Christi Carol. my <laughs> well, handle. My username. Yeah.
1: Um, which is another example of one of his stripped back, mm-hmm. very vocal, centered.
0: Excuse the use of the word, but. Bloody angelic, mm. like I don't think he uses his voice like that anywhere else. No, like almost completely falsetto, and
1: that's what my mum does. Like just, just so. <laughs> of
0: course. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, chills, complete chills. I was going to be really controversial and put that in my top Ooh, five, but
0: it would have been controversial. Yeah,
1: yeah. people do. Yeah, I I think because it's so.
0: It is overlooked, for sure. Yeah. Like you said, like, like, I think Lylat Wine is as well, yeah. Wow. Whew. Wow. Happy birthday.
1: Oh, thanks.
0: For um, a few days' time slash yesterday. Uh,
1: oh, we had fun, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, that
0: was nice. It was bloody difficult. But that was a good chat. I'm glad we've done that one. And and what a pleasure to do the listening in advance to I as know. Well. Um, and- next up... More of a discovery one again, really. It'll be uh, magazine. Our ranking of the five Ooh. albums of seventies, eighties, and then random latter comeback post punk band.
1: Can we just do Jeff again? Or Mag- just <laughs> magazine. Just do a different ranking this time.
0: <laughs> no, this will be good. It'll be fun. Uh, and then yeah, and then we'll when we when we do that one, we'll tell you about a couple of things we've got coming up at the end of the year as well. So yes. Sweet have nice times.
1: Thanks for listening to us wang on (laughs) about No. Thanks for (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening to us being really pretentious and and no.
0: Genuinely if you're someone who's still listening to these, thank you. Because, you know, it means I can still convince Nikki to sit and talk to me about music for a while without her getting bored. I... (laughs) I do it anyway without yeah. the mic but then she just eventually walks away so <laughs> it's quite nice to make a reason, <laughs> make a reason to stay
1: <laughs> yeah
0: uh. Uh. So on, on that you know we've got into the flow of things a little bit now if there's anyone who's listening who hasn't been a guest before or has and would like to do it again uh, get in touch and say if there's something you particularly want to do up for, up for opening the door back up for guests and things and that stuff
1: please be friends with us
0: bye bye then (laughs) bye bye